Hi, welcome to Soul Revolution. We believe that you are the change wherever you are. If you like to know more about us, who we are and what we do, find us on Facebook as Soul Revolution. We are so thrilled to share this message with you today. Tonight is called what's the theme for tonight come on little louder storm slayer little while ago you heard about a cyclone which hit kolkata a few years ago how many of you were in the city when ila hit in 2009 how many of you are not at born sorry uh yeah i know one kid who is not at born uh hurricanes storms tornadoes cyclones different names uh but has the same impact on people's lives the story we are going to look tonight presents a storm that will teach us very important lessons just to remind you that we have launched a series called irresistible based on the gospel of john talking about how to live an irresistible life that impacts the world around you we are looking at a book called the gospel of john and i want to thank many of you who said you know what i've started reading the gospel of john i'm discovering new lessons i want to thank you for doing that uh, if you have not yet done it i encourage you to start reading the gospel of john this story we are about to look at is not just shared in the gospel of john it happens it's also shared in the gospel of mark matthew each time the story is shared the story we are about to listen to is shared immediately after feeding of the 5000 couple of weeks ago pastor philip talked about the grub club about how jesus fed 5000 men and many more children and women and uh, this incident happens a little after that the disciples in the story just had an awesome miracle what is a miracle they just had been fed the bread and the fish and it's interesting their stomachs are full they are enjoying a relaxing boat journey how many of you have experienced moments when your stomach is full yes what happens when your stomach is full you feel very good we all feel sleepy you just want to sleep lie down and that's what's happened to the disciples they're enjoying this journey um uh, it's been um uh, these these are moments which are seems too good to be true how many of us have moments when you have the memories of them is really exciting uh, maybe a good meal is one memory but uh how many of you remember the moments after you scored well in your exam you had a great results do you remember some of you are asking what is great results um i have seen students when they see the results on the website they cry they faint in joy they said i can't believe it i passed the exam um or there are memories of some people who were first time on a flight they never traveled by plane this is the first time on a plane i had a friend of mine who traveled by plane for the first time he ran to the washroom uh i thought what happened is everything okay he said no i want to see how it looks like uh there are memories maybe memories of great dinner with family um uh, i'm reminded of just a month after our wedding uh, we got married about 11 years ago a month after a wedding great memory uh, along with a group of 20 young people we went on a honeymoon guess what that's funny uh, we went on a mission trip to bihar patna bihar isn't that cool in in the heat of summer uh, for 7 days we were there doing uh, different uh, adventure trip we did ministry but those are memories we would not trade for anything um, i'm wondering what are some a uh, great memory some moments are moments of bliss 
no camera can capture the uniqueness of that moment. Uh, I mean, you can try to capture in a camera, but it won't happen. Uh, I want you to just think for a moment, what is your most memorable moment? Can you do that? Just think for a moment, what is your most memorable moment? And I want you to share that with your neighbor, your most memorable moment. And if you want to share that with me, what are you thinking about? Most memorable moment. Anyone wants to tell me? Go ahead. You can talk back. Go ahead. Um, my most memorable moment was when I won 5,000 rupees cash for the painting competition. Wow. No, I'm not a good painter. There were very less participants <laughs> and I won second prize. Oh, Thank that's you. great. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great memory. The disciples are in the boat enjoying the memory of a great miracle Jesus has just done for them. And while they're enjoying that memory, suddenly something goes wrong. What goes wrong? Suddenly it turns dark. Suddenly the strong winds blowing and suddenly the waters become rough. A storm they did not anticipate. So the first lesson we learn from the story is great storms come after the greatest miracles. So the first lesson for us is great storms come after your greatest miracles but never give up. Can you tell that to your neighbor? Storm has few features. It's unpredictable. Storm doesn't let us know these days with advanced technology. People say they can predict, but it still remains unpredictable. The exact moment of how it happens. It comes at a time we least expect it. Storms can be destructive. In a moment, it takes away everything you thought belonged to you. It's all gone. Similarly, our life storms tonight, I'm not just talking about Isla and tsunami, though those were disastrous, but I'm talking tonight about our life storms, which can be equally be unpredictable and destructive. Uh, even as I stand here, I'm reminded earlier in the week, some of you know, may know, there's a leader in the city, a well-loved leader of an organization. Um, he's right now admitted in the hospital. He, his wife is fighting cancer in Kerala. Uh, he just received word, uh, I think his wife's father passed away. Was it father or mother? Father passed away and then just as he was preparing to leave for Kerala, he suddenly went into the washroom, collapsed and uh, he's right now fighting for life in a hospital on a ventilator. Uh, storms can be dangerous and the reason I shared that is Please uphold him in prayer. Pray God will reach out and do a miracle right now. His name is Joseph Joy. Please remember him in prayer. Uh, so my question tonight is, how is your life? Are you relaxing in a boat? How many of you are relaxing in a boat? Well, the news is, get ready for a storm. Storm will come at some point. Are you in a storm right now? Hang in there. And I want you to discover the rest of the story. If you notice, the disciples are in a boat Suddenly the storm hits. The Bible says they had to go through the storm for three to four miles. That's about nearly seven kilometers rowing in a, in a river. No hope for a long time. The disciples decide to hang in there even when the storm refused to stop. Something else I want to let you know. Don't give up at the heart of your worst storm. If you're facing a storm in your life. Don't give up at the heart of your worst storm. The worst storm should bring out the best in you. You know what, unfortunately, 
when each of us face the worst storms in our lives you know what actually happens it brings out the worst in us i mean i've met young person after young person who's faced storms in their life i mean it's sad but maybe a financial situation maybe a breakup in a relationship young people who have experienced breakup go back to do addiction quit college get drunk sometimes the worst situation instead of you fighting and standing strong it brings out the worst in you so tonight i don't know what you're facing if you're going through a horrible storm in your life i want to challenge you to fight back and say you know what this is going to bring out the best in me in the story after they had rode for 3 to 4 miles they saw something interesting happen they saw someone approaching the boat walking on the water wow the reason i mentioned someone is the disciples actually did not know who it was they thought it was some ghostly figure the second lesson for us tonight is you are never alone in a storm stop worrying can you tell that to your neighbor you are never alone in a storm stop worrying now some of us need to look at your neighbor i know some of you are trying to look at your neighbor but the neighbor doesn't look at you uh, so here it goes i'm giving you one more chance so look at your neighbor you're never alone in a storm stop worrying all this while when the disciples were struggling for about 7 kilometers you know what they were struggling for 7 kilometers they were tempted to give up you know what was happening jesus had his eyes on them he watched over them from a distance no telescope no binoculars jesus was jesus he was watching over them and he was as he was watching over them he was planning the exact timing i don't know how heaven works do they have a button okay jesus now it's your turn go ahead go for it but as the story goes jesus stepped in he started walking on the water the good news for you today is that I don't know what your storm is but Jesus has his eyes on you even when you're facing your worst storm. You are never alone. More than the storm often is the fear. Sometimes you know what when you're going through a storm it's the fear that you're alone. You cannot you're helpless. You don't know what to do. The painful results of loneliness is you start worrying about I don't know what tomorrow is going to happen to me. Beautiful song Ria sang for us. I am not alone you go before me beautiful songs challenge to all of us um how many of us I mean these days it's very common with working parents the both the parents are working uh, the children at home you know what they have they have cctv cameras fixed into the house so that parents at work can look at the children at home talk to their children now some of you are not married you don't realize the importance of all this said why why all this but it's it's very comforting for the parents to know that the children can talk to them and children with the helper at home can talk to their parents so right through the day the parents regardless of where they are on their app can have a look at what's happening in the children life why do i say that with you jesus has his eyes on you all the time He is watching over you. You can talk to him any moment. No CCTV camera required because Jesus is watching over you. It's time to stop worrying. The Bible says Jesus walks out to them, but they get frightened. They get frightened of the figure of Jesus walking on the water. So they were not sure was it is it a ghost? Is it a nightmare? 
And sometimes when each of us are in the middle of our worst storm, even when something good is about to happen, we fear something bad is about to happen. Do you understand? In the middle of the storm, Jesus, knowing that his disciples got scared, speaks up. You know what Jesus says? This is what Jesus says. It is I. Don't be afraid. Can you tell that to your neighbor? Now, tell them Jesus said that. It's not I. It is I. Don't. Come on, let's say it together. It is I. Don't be afraid. The third lesson for all of us tonight is simply this. Jesus speaks in the middle of your storm. Quietly listen. Can you do that? Can you tell that your neighbor? I'm making you talk a lot, but it's a good conversation. Jesus speaks in the middle of your storm. Quietly listen. Never miss out listening to the voice of Jesus in the middle of your greatest storm. There will be many voices trying to get your attention. People will be trying to talk to you, giving you ideas. You know what? This is what you're facing. It's a horrible situation. Nobody understands you. Well, you need to do this. It's important you listen to the voice of Jesus. Especially in the 21st century, in each of your lives, I know there's a lot going on. It is difficult, right? There's so much happening. It's sometimes we need to quieten our sense to listen to the voice of God. And what is God whispering? God is whispering, it is I. It is I. Don't be afraid. I'm reminded of a six-year-old boy. His parents told him, you know what, go to sleep. Uh, your, bed is, your bedroom is that side. Why don't you go to sleep? The child said, you know what, I'm afraid, Daddy. I'm afraid, Mama, to go to that room. Um, and the parents said, don't worry. Uh, God is there. Uh, God is there. So you can... So the child goes down the corridor carrying his teddy bear with him. He stands outside the door of his room. In the dark room, he peeps in and he says, God, he whispers softly. Then a little more loudly, God. Then he whispers a little more, shouts, God, if you're in there, don't move. You will frighten me to death. Sometimes that's how we feel when God wants to speak to us, we are not willing to let go of the rest of it. Have you ever walked into a dark room, especially when it's jet black, and suddenly you feel something moving in the room? You scream in fear, and suddenly it's your dad or your mom or someone close to you. Say, Are, it is I, don't be afraid. Have you ever happened to you? Uh, in your darkest moment, don't miss the whisper of Jesus. Jesus is saying, it is I. Don't be afraid. I am there for you. Jesus' presence is greater than the greatest storm you will ever face in your life. Now, I want to look at this words, it is I. Can you tell your neighbor, it is I? Yeah, it is not you, it is I. Okay, it is I. Now, it is I can mean many things to many people. A phone call comes, it is I, Ramu. Uh, or it is I, the school principal. Or is it, is I, it is I, the pizza man. It is I, the policeman. It is I, Pinky's mummy. Uh, or it is I, your boyfriend's dad. But in the story, the disciples who lived in Israel, I want you to understand this, this is very powerful. The disciples who lived in Israel immediately understood the significance of what Jesus said, it is I. You know why? Because right from history, if you study the whole Bible, right from history, God has been revealing himself to God's people. 
Moses, you know what he told Moses? He said, I am that I am. I am the living God. You cannot put me in a box. You cannot actually name me. So basically what was God saying? It is I. You cannot put me in a box. You cannot put me in, a, in your pocket. You cannot put me in your bag or your package me in a religion. I am everything you need for your life. But in the middle of your storm, I am your storm slayer. That's what God wants to let you know. You cannot, let me remind you once again, you cannot put me in a box, in your pocket, in your bag. You cannot package me in a religion. I am everything you need for your life. But in the middle of your storm, I am your storm slayer. Isn't that an encouraging news for all of us tonight? As soon as the disciples recognize it as Jesus, you know what they do? Bible says they immediately invite Jesus into the boat. And as they invite Jesus into the boat, the Bible says the storm stops. And then something exciting happens. Magically, they have been rowing for a long time, seven kilometers. Magically, the Bible says the boat zips, reach the shore. Isn't that exciting? The fourth lesson for us is powerful. The storm stops when you invite the storm slayer into your boat. Believe him. Can you tell that to your neighbor? The storm stops when you invite the storm slayer into your boat. Believe him. I want you to listen to this as we wrap up things. Jesus, the storm slayer, doesn't just want to walk on the water. Jesus doesn't just want to stay far from you. Jesus doesn't need to impress you and show off his magic. He's not a magician. He's not out to impress you that I can walk on water. His goal, listen to it, his goal is to enter the boat of your life. He wants to be with you. He wants to be close to you. He wants to walk with you, travel with you in the storms of your life. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Yeah. So listen to this, Jesus' goal is not just to be a storm slayer, but to be your savior. That's a big difference. Jesus' goal, he's just not out to stop storm, stop storms in your life. He wants to come into your life's boat and become your savior. To illustrate to you, last Sunday we had the World Cup final. How many of you saw the final? Is that a great? Some of us. We were going for a conference, so we were on a train. Pastor Agnel, myself, Pastor Philip, we were on a train. We were watching it. We were trying to watch it. The network kept dropping. Uh, that's what happened, and we kept hearing the goals come one at a time, every 10 minutes. Uh, tell me, let's uh, for a moment look at the French coach. What is the name of the French coach? I don't know his name. Anyone knows the French coach? Roberto Martinez. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor. I know that's brilliant. Roberto Martinez. What was his goal in the World Cup? To win the World Cup. That's the basic goal. Uh, imagine his goal was not just to have star players who are healthy. I mean, eat good, beta, eat on time, go to sleep. Uh, that was not his goal. Um, wear the branded clothes, provide for their needs. His goal at the end of the day was that every player played to their maximum and become the champion team. Tonight, Jesus is not just interested in helping you win. 
tomorrow's exam, though Jesus can help you. Jesus is not just interested in helping you go through those storms in life, though he will help you. He wants to save you from a life of sin. He wants to get us out of our mess because that's why he came 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to the world. He went about doing good. He helped people. He healed. But finally, Jesus died on the cross. Why did Jesus die on the cross? He died for your sins and my sins. The mess we made of our lives. We were to be punished for all the mess we have thought and done. But Jesus died in your place and my place. He wants to be your savior, my savior. So tonight he invites you to believe in him. So Jesus wants to be not just your storm slayer. He wants to be your savior. Thanks again for tuning in for another message from Soul Revolution. You can do us a huge favor by rating, reviewing and sharing this message with your friends. We would love to hear from you on how this message has touched your life. Feel free to message us on Facebook. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you have a great week ahead.